Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. Where are we gonna go? I don't know. Like, do we get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna no, just riff, riff it. Oh, oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I, th- I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the new Nostalgic From podcast. I'm Patrick Hasty, and I'm Brandon Ream. How is it going, Brandon? Oh, Patrick. Well, uh-huh. uh, it's uh, it's going fantastic. <laughs> All right. Yeah! Baby's black bloom, it's a fly. Almost fell into that hole in your life. That's good, man. It's good. You look fantastic. Do I? Yeah, you look good. You're wearing your Red City Radio shirt. Uh huh. Uh huh. I wore my Red City Radio shirt yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? Doing anything fun? Doing anything retro? Uh, watching the football. That was fun. Oh. NFL, um, yes. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, got drunk and watched the beginning of Newsies, as I do sometimes. <laughs> sure. The uh, movie or the musical mo- version? The movie. Like, movie, okay. I've never finished it, but the opening song fucking bangs, and uh, yeah. the girlfriend gets really excited. I think uh, a lot <laughs> yeah, of girls- horn- Horned up, you mean? No, she just knows it. Oh, okay. I think you made like, that's how you get it going, you know? You let Christian and uh, teenage Christian Bale do the heavy lifting. <laughs> uh, that's cool. I don't think, I I think I don't think I've seen Newsies in years either. We watched it in school one time, oh, like when there was yeah. like a, you know, no recess or something. Uh-huh. We watched it around, like over a week. It's a couple decades old. They could call it oldsies. Yeah, right. Um, shit, it wasn't new when it came out. It was That was uh-huh. the like late 80s, early 90s. It was about the fucking 20s or something. They should do a remake and uh, call it uh, Fake Newsies. Now, Nowsies. <laughs> no, Fake Newsies. A reimagining where it's set in 2021 called oh. Nowsies. Had a good chuckle in uh, the shower. Hell, I might tweet. What? You will, oh, you, I, I bet you will tweet. Tiny little dick. I, bet, I bet you will tweet, Patrick. No, no. So I was thinking. I will. Uh, Did you? You know how? Let me guess. You're, you're in the shower. You look down at your tiny little dick and you go, <laughs> yeah, that ain't getting any better. Well, it was a cold shower, all right, man. The shrinkage. Sure, yeah, yeah, for sure, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh-huh. north northeastern air. Doctor Katz shrinkage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now the- talk about the thing you want to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. So, anyways, you know how there is a uh, segment of the population that uh, doesn't want to get vaccines because they're yeah. afraid that there's uh, micro uh, chips inside of it that'll uh, make them able to be tracked by uh bill gates and and the yeah. uh uh giant government like big state at large yeah 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 i know about that Is, isn't it funny that a lot of those people are now getting arrested because they live tweeted <laughs> yeah because they uh they put themselves on themselves uh, yeah it's so weird we're in such a weird time so that made me uh, laugh god damn it's so weird uh Oh, sorry, I misread something. Uh, now I will tell you what I something I've been up to, if you don't mind. I uh, I uh, was I started watching uh, season four of part of a uh, uh, search party. Have you seen this show? No. 
it's so goddamn good. It's a great show. It's it's on. It started on TBS, and the first two seasons were on CBS. Mm-hmm. And then when HBO Max launched last summer, season three came out like all at once. And now season four is just starting. They have the first three episodes out, which is very weird to know yeah. that like. I watched the third season uh-huh. in quarantine, and now I'm watching the fourth season in quarantine. No, I don't. Um, uh, I don't care for yeah. search parties. I went to one. Fucking, uh, it was a bummer. You know, we found a dead person, and nobody brought chips. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I do. I do. It's very good. But here's the fun thing: uh, episode two, I think, middle of the episode, we're sitting there watching it. Boom! Allie Brown pops up, friend of the show, Allie Brown. Oh, sick. I love that. Uh, she, yeah, she, she's playing a character, and she's doing. She's like, it's not just a background. She's, you know, it's not like the shit Gideon pulls where he's in the background. She's actually saying things, and that ruled. And um, very, very good, very good show. But uh, it's oh. one of those things you got, you got to start at the beginning because it's it, it's uh, like one massive long story that just keeps going. Speaking um, of very good, I am yeah. almost done with uh, Light of the Jedi, the new uh, oh. High Republic number one sure. bestseller book at the yeah. moment. And uh, man, the the dude. The uh, the guys that do audiobooks are just fucking talented. Like Hell all the yeah. different voices and shit, yeah. it's it just rules. But uh, it's been pretty good, and uh, yeah, been enjoying that's, it. That's and, great. Uh, it's just cool because it's an entire new universe that they can do whatever the hell they want, basically. And they got yeah. these guys called the Nihil, which are kind of yeah. the antagonists. And they're basically are they, oh, like, is that how it's pronounced? Is Nihil? Uh huh. Oh, because I've been reading it, and I thought it was the... I was calling them the Nile. Like, Niles. Uh, well, nope, they're the Niles. Like Nihil. a race based on Frazier's brother. <laughs> but anyways, the Nilesist. I love how they all do drugs and listen to fucking wreck punk, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, right? They're like, before, uh, they, before they raid, they get high and put on oh, gas cool. masks and gas everybody. And fun, am I wrong? Crew. Aren't... Aren't the Nile like a bunch of different types of people? Like they're not yeah, like yeah. a race. The, they're they're like kind of like I I would liken the Nihil in Light of the Jedi as uh they're kind of like the North of the Wall. Cool. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're, I, I'm they're, still they're just kind of pissed that the uh Republic is kind of like getting into their territory and they like being free. You know. Yeah. I'm still early in the comics, but it's very interesting. Um, can I tell you a a, a goddamn Twitter thing that happened that I. I, I mean, I'm so, uh, you know, how you go viral sometimes. Did you tweet uh, my sick joke about uh, search parties and it's got yeah, like go a ahead. thousand? I uh, no, I uh, friend of the show, fan of the show, real effort. Maria uh, Wojciechowski tweeted, I just don't want my country to get destroyed before I can finish writing a reimagined version of the Golden Girls starring Brittany, Christina, Jessica and Mandy. Mm-hmm. Great tweet. Very oh. funny. Maria Wojciechowski, I, uh, great field goal kicker. Hell of a field goal kicker. So I retweeted that and did a quote tweet, and I did a photo of Brit because it says Britney, Christina, Jessica, Mandy, and I added Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, and Mandy Patinkin, you know, uh, the six-fingered man. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, the internet just globbed onto that, and now that is through the roof viral, which is fun but Maria's original tweet, which is the joke and the fun part, is like not as it's still doing good, but it's not as vi- so it was just one of those moments where I'm like, ah, fuck! Like I was trying to like point out my friend's good joke, and everybody instead was just like, no, this is the thing. And so uh, I think I'm gonna have to just retweet everything Maria tweets for the next like two weeks as like a penance, you know? Mm, yes. 
But it was still a very fun situation. Very, very fun, fun uh, tweet. I like, uh, you know, whenever like you got to turn situations. off notifications on a tweet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else? Any other thoughts? Hopes, I think, prayers. Uh, you had? Turn on notification. That that's what I call a boner. Oh yeah! Oh hell yeah! Yeah yeah! Oh my gosh! My Australian uh, superstars that do all the tricks—they throw all the stuff off the tower. Uh huh. I went all the way back on their YouTube uh, page last night to their first video from 2008, and they are like 13 years old in it. And I immediately thought I got to reevaluate my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is falling apart. Um, speaking of reevaluating your life, what did we take a break and bring in our fantastic guest? Absolutely. Hell yeah, baby. Let's roll that beautiful ad footage. Have a ball this fall at Adventureland. Come on over to Adventureland. You're gonna have a fun filled day. And there's just a few weekends left at Adventureland. Don't sound. Make sure Adventureland 85 is part of your fall fun. Enjoy over a hundred rides, shows, and attractions, including the new A-Train and Thrilling Galleon. There's always something new in Adventureland. Open this Saturday and Sunday and weekends in September. And we're back. Ooh, what a good commercial. What a great commercial. It was a great commercial, buddy. Uh, now, speaking of great, I'm just going to come right into it. I didn't even have a fun fucking bit going. Uh, Reem, what are you doing? What's going on? What are I'm you doing? You got to blast some jams while we're doing this? No, no. I'm just changing things a little bit. You ch- well, you know, David Bowie told us it's important. Was that him? Did he do... Cha- no, that's Deftones. Uh, now, uh, our guest, now you know him as a fantastic amateur stand-up comedian. Uh, you also know him as a fantastic amateur home chef. And, of course, if you know anything about goddamn history, he was a staple of the Des Moines comedy scene from the late 2000s to the early 2010s. Everybody loves him. Ladies and gentlemen, low belts across the road. Go crazy for Anthony LaBeta. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Thanks for having hey, me. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. How have you guys been? Good. Yeah. No- Reem? How are you, Reem? Reem. I'm great. God, I'm great. fucking idiot. <laughs> he asked how huh. we were. I said I'm good. Now you reply to our friend. <laughs> I'm used to. Oh, I'm fantastic. Sorry, the my. Uh, yeah, you my, fucked everything uh, up. You moved my everything around. Is acting up. You started doing changes, and now your mm. fucking camera don't work. <laughs> Sorry about this, Lebedo. This is what having a podcast in 2021 is. I mean, uh, how how are you, man? You look great. Oh well, thank you. Uh, I've been yeah. I've been really good. Um, yeah. I spent uh, I spent a lot of my quarantine. Um, not uh, eating all of the pizza and ice cream, so I. <laughs> oh, that's smart. <laughs> well, I, I did what I could to try and avoid sure. packing that back well, on. Well, unfortunately, I think you saving all that ice cream. They just booked it out to Brooklyn because I've been fucking pounding all that food back. There's, uh, there's, I mean, better ice cream than heroin. So yeah, I the other See, night I'm somewhere in oh. the middle on those because I've been like eating. Yeah, I've been you, eating good. Yeah. But uh, a lot. I've been drinking a lot of beer. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of the drinking that we didn't do um, in the uh, first three quarters of 2020, we did mm-hmm. the last quarter of 2020. <laughs> That's funny. We definitely made up uh, for lost time there through the holidays. Sure, sure. I I uh, did a thing the other night that was a real rock bottom moment for me, I think, food-wise. I, 
I listeners, I don't know if you know this. I'm sure I've been uh, talked about this. Slushies, slushies, icies, freezies, whatever you want to call them, they were my thing for years. And in 2015, I gave them up. Ooh. January 1st, 2016, I said no more, and I haven't had any since then. The other night, I ordered Wait. seamless uh, Burger King. And all I ordered was two slushies. I didn't order food, no fries, no impossible burger. And then a guy came to my apartment and was like, here's the two slushies you spent $35 on. And I said, thank you. You know? What a world. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good to be an American, right? Oh, thank God, yeah. You know, we finally got our president in the White House. Of course, they're trying to kick him out. <laughs> well, they're going to have to force him out. It's oh boy, we're in hell. We're in a nightmare. Is but now? So you mentioned the quarantine. So the pandemic is happening in Colorado, huh? Oh yeah, we haven't been yeah. averse to it, man. I mean, um, it's crazy. They shut everything down in a hard lockdown back in March. Uh, yeah, and I mean that's when uh, when I was uh, still working uh, in the casino biz at the time. I was still dealing blackjack, so that was definitely yeah. one of the first industries to get shut down. <laughs> So I, yeah. I spent, we started collecting unemployment and uh, I just started remodeling the condo is basically. Sure. <laughs> what do you do when you yeah. remodel? You cut open a wall? Yeah. Well, yeah, you, uh, we actually had holes in the wall that needed to be covered up. That was more, mm. that was more of the remodeling that we had. We had a, uh, we bought a place that definitely needed a little bit more TLC. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had some holes in our walls and we just covered them up with doors. Yeah, for mm. sure. Yeah, put a maybe some glass, make a window, things like that. Yeah, yeah. See, and if I had any sort of design inkling, I, I definitely would have installed some windows for sure. What were the? What was the the? How'd those holes get there? What Casey get all pissed off sometimes, and you know, I mean, make it, a make a make a statement with some drywall. It, it was a tough quarantine. The first, you know, f- <laughs> four to eight years, yeah. we had to get used I to each you. other again. You know, like mm. we were working separate schedules there for a while. Yeah, so it was. People asked us how our marriage was working so well, and it, we basically spent a lot of time not seeing each other. It's easy to stay married to somebody when... <laughs> yeah, you go on the road for 30 fucking totally. days a year, it rules, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Patrick, you get it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. that was definitely a thing. Now, Reem, what was it like for you? Because now you started the quarantine just with your live-in girlfriend. Now you're engaged. So you guys must have really yeah. buddied up in the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of like drove it home where you're like... Uh... If we're all together all the time and still like each other, you know. Yeah, might as well make it official, you know. Kids about to yeah. graduate high school. Uh, we had the same thing where we had different work schedules, and you yeah. know that worked great. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then you got dropped into the meat grinder. And, uh, <laughs> oh, it was I, it was definitely a year to really find out what these relationships were made of, wasn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fun. Uh, that the babies are coming now. Right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Fucking, fucking uh, uh, Brendan Aaron, Amy Rose. Babies. Fucking a lot of fucking in yeah. that quarantine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so right now, every kid born from now on is a quarantine baby. Yeah, yeah. For a little while. And then in thirteen years, they're hopefully a quarantine baby. You know, listening to corn. Thirteen years Hell, old. Yeah, I was a limp biscuit teen baby. Oh yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, uh, was as well. Yeah, baby, they, you know what? Fred gave us a lot and we took it, didn't we? Uh, not, not only that, but Wes Borland was a transcendent artist. Uh, yeah. You know, Wes. Because he did a lot of drugs. <laughs> I always felt that Wes Borland was the one, like, credible thing about Limp Biscuit. Like, yeah. Like, and then he quit and you're like, yeah, 
And then he came back, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, never mind. You're like, oh, whoopsies, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I guess John uh, Otto. Not only as that. Well. Um, yeah. He's still... DJ Lethal. We can go down the whole list. <laughs> well, I guess John Otto still works. How's the pain? As like, yeah. As like a jazz drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's so. Remember weird. when Fred Durst I... directed Hollywood movies for a minute? Yeah. Right. Did you guys yeah, remember directed... when um, uh, Faith Hill used to sing uh, country music songs? Oh, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Remember when MTV used to play video? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, can I ask you a question, Anthony? Faith Hill. Now, shut up, Reem. Uh, can I ask you a question, Anthony? Uh, you got this mohawk, okay? Yes. So it's early where you are. L- listeners, there's a football game I got to watch this afternoon, so we're recording at, it was like 11.30 when we started here in New York. So that's like 9.30 in Colorado. Yeah. You wake up, and what do you do? You get some moose and push that thing up? Yeah. When that thing's down, what does it look like? I appreciate like? it. Oh, I do, too. I you. love it. Thank you. That that you took the time to get ready at 9.30 in the morning well, you for know, a, I, um, a podcast. I, I would, the NFers really appreciate it. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> Especially Ed Souter, classic uh, NFer Ed Souter. He's been beating the LaBelle drum for years. <laughs> he was actually, um, Ed Souter was there for uh, the incarnation of the Mohawk. Oh, so really? This is, um, so I'm 36 now, and this is literally the first time that I've ever had a Mohawk in my life. So, Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he was, uh, he was there for the, the initial carving it out. That was the first thing, actually, that I went to work on during quarantine was I started growing my hair out. I decided since haircuts were over, I was like, Oh, fuck it. I'll just, we'll see how far this goes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, after about, it was seven months, it was finally long enough. And I was like, all right, I think we should, I think we should finally do this. Try so it. I, um, you know, when it's down, um, I, it looks a lot like. Um, Alfalfa or something? Or one of the, the little rascals? And more deliverance. More of a character. Okay. Of yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. More, very creepy. Or if you guys ever saw uh, the Frightener, the, uh-huh. the FBI agent has that really strange haircut. I, I kinda, yeah. Have you the the scariest? Thing have I you ever combed was, it? I, I have. I have combed it down have, with a with a part right down the middle. You know, I actually I haven't parted it right down the middle yet, and I'm sure Casey now hates you for giving me that idea <laughs> because. <laughs> Do you now? God uh, forbid. Uh, what if you? Casey? What if she? Uh, she still oh, yeah. t- out with the Sunshine Band? <laughs> yeah, no, she's still. Ba- uh, hold on, I love Casey. Years. She's still. I love yes. Casey. She's still kicking ass with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love oh, Casey. Uh, she's still making all that great gas station pizza. No, you beat me to <laughs> oh, it. Shit. <laughs> uh, oh shit! I got a question, Lebedo. Now this might be. I don't mean this to sound as morbid as it is, mm. but you got that haircut. Yes. What happens with tomorrow? You got to go to a goddamn funeral. What are you doing? Uh, you I, you gonna part that down of, and go Hitler, uh, you know, style blonde Hitler? So that's um, the thing, Patrick. Funerals are canceled. Right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, you could wear that at a yeah. Zoom. Yeah. You just look really get really close to your camera so they don't see this part or this part. It's just yeah, my yeah. forehead up, and it just looks like I have a buzz. Yeah. So I yeah. do have you could do a formal style a pompadour filter. Yeah. yeah, see, and I, I do have a formal... The nice thing about my hair is that it uh, has many stylistic options. So right now, I definitely have it in the traditional uh, spiked uh, punk rock fin, uh, yeah. but in more formal mm. occasions, because I went to my cousin's wedding with this mohawk uh, in October. She had an outdoor wedding, and mm-hmm. uh, I have it. I uh, take it more of a pompadour, like you said, Patrick. I 
Sure. I put some mousse in, blow dry it, and it, it gets a nice little wave going. So, you know, it's That's not nice. uh, yeah, it's not as jarring to people that way. They find it a <laughs> yeah, little not as You do still wear that shirt that says uh, Nazis' lives don't matter everywhere you go. Right? I mean, just about as <laughs> I didn't wear it to the wedding, but about as yeah. often as I can everywhere else. Yes. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, it's fun. Put let them know what you want. Uh, just for the listeners now, that is true. Uh, you're obviously part of the resistance here, Libedo. He has a T-shirt that says "Nazi lives don't matter," which is true. It's very true. Uh, but on a yeah. Zoom, on a Zoom call, when you only see a little bit of the torso, every once in a while, his shirt just says "Nazi lives," <laughs> and that's pretty funny. <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my whole head into frame between the mohawk yeah. down well, to the torso. Yeah. I can't get you got it all in there. Yeah. That's a lot of length there, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Um, now, okay, so, Anthony, let's do a little bit of business. Where you, where'd you grow up? Where's your hometown? Um, I, I, I grew up in Des Moines. Um, oh. The reason I hesitate, I was born just outside the Quad Cities, but we moved when I was five. Okay. So I was, I mean, I'm basically an Iowa boy through and through. We spent, yeah. uh, spent a year in Florida um, that was pretty crazy, as most years in Florida go. Uh, <laughs> Why'd you guys move around so much? Uh, my dad, actually, we moved around quite a bit um, for business opportunities that um, that he kind of wanted Uh-oh. to pursue. Uh-oh, that sounds like uh, Trump shit. Right. Business opportunity. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I, I don't know which way that he votes, but he, yeah. he definitely is appreciative of Republican tax breaks. So. What a goddamn blessing it would be to not know which way my dad votes, huh? I'd love it. That fucking uh, dream state would be a wonder. I mean, I just claim blissful ignorance, really. Is yeah, I just, sure. <laughs> I'm, pretty I, sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure. He writes in Dukakis every year. Fuck it. Who cares? Right. So now we, I, we moved around a lot for that. He was in the radio business. Oh, cool. Yeah. So my, where did you live when you were four? Uh, when I was, or I mean, where? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where did you live when you were 12? Um, when I was 12, I was in Altoona. Okay. Just outside so because oh, nice. that's kind of where I think of when you're 12. That's where you're like becoming your per a person. Yeah. Yeah. So I, is I that like? Agree. Is that Altoona? Is, uh, is he related to Charlie Tuna? <laughs> no. Well, it's don't actually, don't take a don't smoke your pot on your punchline <laughs> like your fucking George Burns of f- fucking High Times magazine. Did. So Reem, you were in Des Moines. Uh, Lebedo, you're in uh, Altoona. You guys ever? Did you guys ever run around? Do you guys ever have any interaction that you know of before comedy started? Not that, not that I'm aware of. I think okay. we were in. Um, Brandon was just a little bit older than me, and yeah. I was because you're my age. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I graduated '03. Um, yeah, same thing. And then um, he was just. Uh, you were in like North Des Moines, right? Yeah. yeah, we may have been at the fair on the same day. Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. That doesn't count, right? <laughs> yeah, my buddy, me and my buddy Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was in Cedar Rapids technically at the same time as uh, Ashton Kutcher once upon a time, but what? we never met. Am I, do you know, Lebedo, what I uh, what I uh, we have some? I cannot remember now because it's been fucking a decade. But we have some friends in common that we were that knew you at Iowa that were from my hometown, Glenwood. Do you know who that would be? Christian Stickrod, right? Yeah, okay, Stickrod. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I knew there was somebody that somehow you had a connection to there. Me, yes. Uh, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Huh. And and then, so when did you, you're growing up in Altooner. Yep. That's fun, because Dan Umthen also has a connection with Stickrod from when he was younger. Isn't that fun? Because <laughs> Dan and because he, he was in, uh, uh, they were in uh, Carol together, and Dan was in school with his sister. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, uh-huh. God bless Dan Umphen. Uh, 
Oh, he's great. One of the he did the show. He was in the show. What? One of the main reasons ten? for Des Moines stand up, no doubt. Oh yeah. One of the main reasons we're all here together right now today. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It is, and also, eventually, that's going to probably yeah. make me mad at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the main reasons I threw my goddamn life away for this art form that could be uh, taken away at the drop of a hat and no one would ever give a shit about. <laughs> yeah. You know? Ugh. I'd probably have a house in a yard if it wasn't for Dan Umpen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. If it wasn't for Dan Umpen being supportive to me, fuck. Right? Dan? I never would have yeah. spent that six months on Coke. Am I right? I would have like got laid off from Wells Fargo two years later, and uh, you know probably got a nice severance package. Uh, Reem, weren't you? Didn't yeah. you look at your severance package Isn't in the that, shower yeah. this morning and laugh? Hey, <laughs> it's a call back to the uh, top of the show. Jo- John Wayne Bobbitt had a severance package. <laughs> oh man, John Wayne Gacy had several of them. Do you guys? I mean, do you guys remember any John Wayne Bobbitt jokes? Um, do you good any question. Um. Uh. Probably more Lorena Bobbitt because we live in a sexist society. Yeah. So. <laughs> but what do you remember though? What are they? I mean, I was at dinner once at a hibachi restaurant, and the chef told us this joke. He said, uh, "Do you guys uh, hear what? What? When was this? Yeah. What year was so, this? No. This. This would have been. Just like so, two thousand one, perhaps. Okay. So uh-huh. I think this would have been. So this would have been dinner for my sixteenth birthday. Okay. I just love that hibachi guys like this is his material. Yeah, yeah, in like 2020. He, he he brings up severed penis while people yeah. are about to eat like yeah. for years. But anyways, let's let's Yeah, go that. ahead. <laughs> He's like, uh, so Elizabeth Smart got locked up by that crazy guy in Utah." Yeah, not so smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're sitting there and I guess uh, he, he and I can't remember how this comes up. But yeah, it, it wasn't. Um, I do give him props for it being a halfway decent segue. He was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, do you guys? Uh, yes, he changed. Uh, uh, John Bobbitt changed his name after uh, he got he divorced and uh, left Morena. Yeah, he changed it to Les Johnson. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know if you guys heard this, but I just saw I googled Lorena Bobbitt newsflash. Did you know that Lorena Bobbitt died in a car crash? I had no idea. Really. Yeah, she got apparently she got uh, some dick cut her off. <laughs> this is literally one of my favorite uh, things. I man. I want to put it out there. Wait, she got a bum rap. He was an abusive piece of shit. I'm not taking any of that yeah. away. But this is literally one of my favorite things to do. You guys remember Luke Ritter, friend of ours Absolutely. from Iowa? Uh, we he lived in New York for a little minute, as did you, Lebedo. Uh We Luke and I. At night, we used to do these bits where I would just bring up a person. Like I would, no offense, Reem, you're gonna be the, you're gonna get hurt in this joke. I'd say we'd make a joke where he'd be like, Reem, God, he's so stupid. And then what I would do is just open a Google Doc or like open a Google site of like 100 jokes for stupid people, and I'd just be like, Oh no! And Luke would be like, What? And I'd be like, Ah, oh, Reem just wrote on Facebook that he was so dumb when he was a little. They had to tie a stick to the, his face to get the dog to play with him. And Luke would be like, oh, no, that's so sad. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but it was just stupid. Or like your mama jokes or something. Like, oh, no, Reem just Reem's so big. Oh, no, he's so big. He says he just wrote on Facebook that when he sits around the house, he sits around the house. Then he put a, a frowny face. <laughs> but I just did that with Lorena Bobbitt jokes anyway. And so now I got a whole page of Lorena Bobbitt jokes staring at me. Nice. <laughs> Well, uh, quick question for you guys. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm curious. When you're done with this, I first... have a question. Go ahead. 
All right. Uh, what's the first like uh, tabloid like story that you can remember from your childhood? Good like, question. Um, I'm gonna. I think Princess uh, Princess Die um, tabloids come to mind almost immediately yeah. for me. Not the death, but like her just being in the population. Yeah, the like well, yeah, like the wedding, obviously before her death. Yeah, like all of the yeah. all of the tabloid like journalism and like uh, that was that was around her and her scandalous affairs within the yeah, yeah within the fucking royal that, family. Yeah. yeah, fucking that guy that looks just like William or Harry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't some didn't somebody on SNL play her tampon? <laughs> oh God, I don't think so. Her, that, maybe Anthony that was, Michael uh, Hall in the eighties playing her tampon. That might have been Living Color. Who knows? Uh, that sounds more like Living. That sounds more like in Living Color. <laughs> before we First, move on, before we move on, what about on, you, Patrick? Before we move on, I do have a question, Reem. Uh, do you know what Jeffrey Dahmer said to Lorena Bobbitt? Uh huh. Are you gonna eat that? Nice. <laughs> okay. I think mine was. Uh, I don't remember the scandal. This okay. Mine. When you talk about scandal, I think it was Amy Fisher. The who oh, also yeah. I like was maligned, but she was in a horror. She was like drove to kill this woman oh, uh, yeah. by a fucking dipshit guy. Who pedophile. Was, who was your Amy Fisher, by the way? What does that mean? Which Amy Fisher movie did you watch? Oh, well, on, that was made for TV. Uh probably the what B- Drew Barrymore one, right? Okay, she was a babe. Right. But I. Uh, but the thing is that Amy Fisher was probably the first story, and and I think I've said this before on the show that it's burned into my brain that at our recess. In, in elementary school, we had a barrel that you could run in. It was like on like mm-hmm. wheel on like ball bearings, and somebody had written in Sharpie, "Amy Fisher fucks fish fairly oh, fast." Yeah. And I think about that all the time for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's come. Did, not even did a, you know that? It's uh, not even a sentence. It's not even like a story. It's just like alliteration, kind of. Do you know what uh, Drew Barrymore's uh, middle name is? This is a fun fact. Uh, Les? No, I don't know. No, it's Oops All. Oops, all berries. That's good. Uh, I do remember, though, I don't remember baby Jessica happening, but I remember. That was me. I remember the, like. No, not that I was baby Jessica, but that was, like, one of the first things I can remember. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't remember it, but I remember the the TV movie and that being a huge deal. That, like, oh, tonight we're going to watch the the made for TV movie about baby Jessica and stuff, like, you know? I too bad we don't get made for TV movies about recent event well, like tabloid. We do, shit we do. Anymore. They're on. We do. They're that Lifetime has like a whole. They do that constantly. It's just they're yeah. not marketed oh. the way it used to be, where they're like the big movie of the week. Right. Well, and I mean, isn't yeah. it weird? They're called Lifetime movies, but you can watch a couple in an afternoon. Yeah, buddy. Now, Lebedo, <laughs> what were you saying? No, the, the it's just the um, they've lost that sort of uh, that medium. loving feeling. Yeah. Indeed, they lost that sort of medium where they can. And it's gone, there. gone, gone. It's so fun when I get when I yell at whoa, Reem whoa. for cutting off the guest, and then I cut off the guest. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, okay, so you're growing up there, uh, brother. Do you got brothers and sisters? Uh, I do. I'm the oldest. I have uh, my brother uh, is the middle child, and then my sister's the youngest. Oh, cool. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No problem. Uh, that's cool. I. Uh, what was your shit growing up? Did you guys like? I guess because I've only I, I don't fuck with Altoona that much. I don't know yeah. a lot about it. There, yeah. Was it? Did it feel Land. like a big city or did it feel like a? a, a uh, uh, did 
Did it feel like a uh, suburb or what was your experience? Oh man, I mean, it was it was a weird mix. It was definitely suburb. Um, mm-hmm. It was somehow uh, suburban rural. Like okay. I mean, like this was back in like Des Moines has gone through a really incredible revitalization uh, yeah. since uh, you know the ninety three. We left. Moved there ninety two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they've um, so back then, like Des Moines wasn't much of a city. So like Altoona was a suburb. There were like cul de sacs, but there mm-hmm. were also like cornfields right in the middle of town. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Those have all been since plowed up and and developed. But back when I was there, like it, it was just a, it was a strange mix. So it was definitely yeah. we were definitely victim of like having to create our own shenanigans. Yeah, it was yeah. boring. Yeah, being an underage kid, like we would go to Walmart and like try and crash carts into yeah. the parking lot light posts at like forty miles an hour. You know, like you'd have your one buddy driving, and your other friends yeah. hanging out the, the passenger side, try to go to like forty or fifty and see. See how fast it would take to actually like blow up and damage a car type. Like I love it. So uh, that's yeah, like nineties Altoona yeah. had to be like just a weird oh. like you were just saying, just a weird shit because like you're close to the city, but you're not the city. Yeah. yeah. And like there was nothing out there except Adventureland. I had uh, yeah. my uncle lived out there, so we'd go out there every once in a while and I'm just like, This place kinda sucks. Yeah, there was fucking like it was Adventureland and if you lived in Altoona, Adventureland got really lame really fast. I mean, be- yeah. because yeah. Adventureland was a mediocre park at best. So, yeah, and you're and you're too young to gamble. Too young to gamble. Like I couldn't really. You were too young to really drive into Des Moines, so to speak, and yeah. get into some yeah. late night shit. The only other option that we really had was Pleasant Hill and Whitewater University. Was like fifteen. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, fifteen minutes away. So we could. What's, it was easy. What's to, Whitewater? Oh University? man, that was the water park. Oh shit! I never uh-huh. even heard of this. Oh yeah, that was that was the water park equivalent of Adventureland. Oh cool! So it was it was but, mediocre yeah, yeah. mediocre at best, but it was all water park. They had a wave pool and a few legit yeah. slides. I almost died in it. Yeah, Fine. oh yeah, that was dangerous for sure. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody almost died in a wave pool. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and then and then, and then you'd recover. Uh, the existential crisis by going into a lazy river. Yes, yeah, yeah. You just, just gotta let, float just it fucking off. breathe. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna live now. I'm just yeah. <laughs> now, there's nothing like after, especially because if you're like out of shape, like I'm sure all three of us were out of shape teens. Like, oh yeah, you've been running. No, I wasn't. Hard. I wore a t-shirt. War, war was hard. Or water was hard. You know, like climbing steps and sliding down. And yeah, getting, it was trying hard. to look skinny all day. You're sucking in your gut the whole fucking day. Oh, so man, you finally get work. into the lazy river and you're tired and you're sweaty and you're just like, thank Christ. You just let that shit out. Oh yeah. Why aren't we all the lazy river? You know. Oh man, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely had the belly over belt. So like uh, when oh, I was yeah. when I was in the wave pool, the trunks were over that. But when I got into lazy yeah. river, man, it was time to let that sucker. Hang. I like. Would, <laughs> I like. I'm sure right. that I. I Problem I'm, with the lazy river is that it's got a lot of. It's gonna have more pee than any other river. True. I'll put up with it. I'm fine with that. <laughs> He's been near me before. It'll be near me again. You know. We could socially distance on a lazy river, man. Oh yeah, you I, could. You know? Oh hell yeah, you could. Well, and, and your mess is gonna get pretty wet. And, but <laughs> the only thing they're missing is a fucking nacho. <laughs> Swim like, up nacho station. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. I want like a I want like worlds of fun or oceans of fun. 
Yeah. But I want it that it's just adults and not even just adults because I don't want like Vegas douchebag adults there. It's like, just like the people I like there, you know? Well, like, yeah, like yeah. anybody like 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 mid 30s and up that have like yeah. actual responsibilities and just yeah. are happy Nobody with that the has lazy river and a nacho bar. <laughs> like, yeah. that's all I need in life. God, yeah. <laughs> now, did you people ever. People get backyard pools, but nobody has a backyard lazy river. I mean, that's uh, my definition of made it. I'm gonna fuck. I'm, I'm not gonna positive on this. That starts at a pool inside your house, like my mm-hmm. Neverland. You've got ranch, the swim through. Rivers. You've got the swim under barrier, and then back out into your lazy yeah. river. That would also my double aunt, as a moat surrounding my house and fortress. My lazy river would also be my moat. My aunt had lived in the house for a while. My aunt was a, re- she still is. Uh, she was a real estate agent in Omaha and like all the surrounding areas. And because of that, she always lived in these fucking amazing houses because she'd find, like, the coolest house and live in it for, like, five years and then move. Yeah. And she lived in this rad house for a while that had a – I can't think of what it's called. It's not wave pool, but it's similar to a wave pool in her basement. And so, like, you'd go down to the basement, and it was just, like, this beautiful pool, and it would simulate waves. What? So you could, like – and it was, like, a therapeutic type thing. Like, it was a thing – like, my grandma would always use it. But with you, like the one time everybody talked about it, and I literally pictured like a jacuzzi of some sort, but it wasn't. It was like a big ass pool that caused waves, and you sit in it, and it fucking ruled. And I was like, why aren't we having Christmas at her house every goddamn year? Yeah, that's you bullshit. Know? Why would she ever? Yeah, it ruled. Why would she ever move um, out of that pool? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was wild. It was really, I mean, maybe also, it was hell to keep up, but it mm, was cool. I'm a yeah. dummy for just realizing this. Fucking, you can just float down a real river. And do it all day and ha- bring your own nachos. Yeah, but you, you know? could drown in a real river a lot easier than in a lazy river. Uh, uh, really, though? I mean, I feel like the statistical so. chances are probably about the same. Here's what yeah, I'm thinking. Well, I'm, you the picture river the Missouri River, and then you <laughs> yeah. picture that little river wrapping around Whitewater University or wherever the fuck. Well, <laughs> it's a lot easier to get lost in the le- in the former, you know? Yeah, I wasn't envisioning like, the Missouri they... River, I guess. That's my <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Guys... Guys, I played poker last night online with a bunch of comics from California who I don't know. I don't know any of them. And I just got randomly invited to this game. And it was really funny because it was like, they'd be like, hey, do you know this guy? And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, okay. And I'm like, I don't know if you hate this person or if you love, I don't know if this guy's your best friend or if you're all making fun of me because I said I know this person, you know? Mm. Um, But we were talking about, uh, we were talking about something about gambling at casinos and I said I used to go to the riverboat casinos yeah. when I was a kid. And they're like, what mm. river's near Iowa? And oh, I was like, oh. the Missouri <laughs> River is where I was going. And they're like, there's a Missouri River? And I was like, listen, guys, I don't have time to like teach geography <laughs> tonight. Or, or right? try to play fucking poker. Are you, you, know? yeah, are you look a at, human? Like, look I at can't... the fucking state. <laughs> I know. It's really squiggly on one side and really squiggly on the and other also, side. And also, I'm like, it's you know not what like... squiggly lines mean they're in a like... state's fucking shape it means that it's got a river bordering he was like why would they put the missouri river in iowa and i was like buddy it's like the whole fucking place the whole country has it. <laughs> it's, it's and i was like you better sit down there's a mississippi one too. yeah yeah i'm about to blow your mind here kid <laughs> uh, can i ask uh Lebedo, did you ever have any oh, run-ins uh, with there's uh, a mississippi uh, river oh yeah did you have any yeah get out of here uh, <laughs> did you ever have any uh Reem just left for some reason. He's like, this is, Mr. He, Sippy he was River. excited about the Mississippi yeah, River. Yeah, he's got to Google it. He like, turned his phone so he could look for it. <laughs> you, Reem, you can't talk if you're not on camera. <laughs> Lebedo, did you know Kyle Orton? I uh, So, yeah, I did know Kyle Orton. I, in fact, went to school with Kyle Orton. 
Oh, cool. Was, Hall of Fame NFL quarterback Kyle Orton. Yes, yes. The notorious Bears quarterback, Kyle Orton. Yeah. His that's um, cool. His Bears jersey is hanging up in our uh, outside of our athletic director's office. And there is very that's much cool. a memorial. He was two years ahead of me in uh, in school. So I yeah, that's um, really neat. I never had any personal interactions with him uh, because yeah. I was definitely like a band nerd, more like theater kid. Um, uh, but the, I mean, mm. from, from the rumors, uh, around the hall, allegedly he was, uh, kind of your stereotypical, uh, stereotypical jock around school. So, so you went to, so you went to Southeast Polk? I did in fact, Southeast Polk, that, uh, 200 yards from a cornfield. That's very cool because that, the thing when I was a kid, the only thing I knew about Southeast Polk was from like when sometimes on the news, they'd show like football scores or something. Mm-hmm. Is you guys were black and gold, and you guys were the Rams. Yep. And so was my hometown. Oh. So it was very weird when you. It was a different logo of the Ram. Okay. But it was like cool. And then in the movie, uh, Field of Dreams. Yep. In one of the gyms, they have a Southeast Polk like banner hanging. And as a kid, we all thought it was a Glenwood Rams banner because it was like a black and gold Rams banner. Oh, uh, I had I did yeah. not know that about. I'm gonna have to yeah. go back it's, and spy that. It's like just like a you know like in a scene. It's like yeah. whatever that division is called. It's like you know they're showing it, but division pretty 4A, cool. Thank you. Yeah, the, the big division. Uh, that's very cool. <laughs> uh, now, Reem, did you get all your camera bullshit figured out? Oh no, uh, Reem, oh, this guy. I can't. Uh oh, fucking with us. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a phone call. You, you had a phone call? Who was it? Who was it? Somebody called oh, me. Oh, cool. Which one? Ryan? It's, yeah. Oh, it was cool. my brother. Really never. Ryan uh, Hey, Lebedo, this is my impression. And effort. Yep. Lebedo, this is my impression of Reem. Don't know what he right wants. Right before we start Probably recording, okay? Uh, you're me, I'm Reem. You ask me, hey, buddy, is everything all set? All right. Uh, hey, buddy, is everything all set? Uh, Yeah, I think everything, yeah, everything's great. It doesn't. That's him terrified that it's not. <laughs> I, it almost looks as if, yeah, you have you have quite the uh, scare of the microphone there. It's some sort of alien technology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real real frightened about it. Right? Yeah. Uh, set. I fucking... <laughs> what was your What was your shit when you were a kid, Lebedo? What were you into, dude? I so twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, hardcore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nice. Like, as, who are your guys? As much as I could consume. Uh, I was a Snick kid. Oh, sure. Hard, hardcore Snick. So, I mean, uh, very much. All right. What's your Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon character, Nickelodeon character, Mount Rushmore? Okay. So, Nickelodeon character, Mount Rushmore. Uh, do Pete and Pete count as one or two? Both. <laughs> They're like, do, do they count crank. as one statue? One. Is that one head or is that two? Um, yeah. I would throw Pete and Pete in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, oh, the, whoever the ringleader was for the Midnight Society and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I think was, it's Jay Burishall. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, what, it was Jay Burishall for a minute. Jay Burishall? Yeah. It fucking looks like Jay Burishall. Hey, Reem. Hey, Reem. Let me ask you a question real quick. Can you maybe log out and come back in or something? You're real spotty right now, and you're. I know. I understand sure. the audio on the recording sounds great because we're doing that separately, but in the in the Zoom, you're really, really, really popping around. Just maybe log out, come back in, and see if that helps. Is that okay? Okay, now he's gone, Lebedo. That uh, guy fucking sucks. There he is. I am still doing this podcast. He's still here. Ah! Oh, no. <laughs> 
don't turn your Reem, don't turn your recording off though. Keep your your laptop going. Um I love Snick. I'm trying to get a list of Snick shows because I want to see what exactly constitutes a well, Snick. Well, so the original Snick lineup was, oh, yeah. um, and I can't remember the order, but it was Clarissa Explains It All, yeah. uh, Ren and Stimpy, yeah. um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? You're never going to get this fourth one. Roundhouse. What? Oh, I've never even heard yes, of Roundhouse, sir. and that is 100%. You can't You're forget literally- Roundhouse. You literally, I can't believe you did that. That is perfect. 1992-93 Snick lineup, those four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you I was a Snick kid. <laughs> I don't even know what Roundhouse is. Roundhouse was, um, that was a lot of like our generation. That was their introduction to like the sketch variety show. Oh, sure. It was, it was filmed. Um, it was, f- from what I remember, it was filmed like in like almost like continuous shot. And it mm-hmm. was it was on a round stage, and, and cool. it would literally rotate. So they would yeah. they would set up um, the, while the one scene was um, being performed. They would set up like live, oh, like in the background, like and then it would spin in into frame in the next scene. And like, dude, it was it was fantastic. It, it Reem, really no Reem, do you know? Do you remember Roundhouse on Snick? Uh-uh. Yeah, it sounds great. This is interesting. I just looked it up. It uh, it was created by was Chuck Norris involved. What's that? <laughs> was Chuck Norris involved? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> he was it was uh, it was uh, created by uh, Buddy Sheffield and Rita Sheffield Hester, who were two mm. in Living Color producers. Okay, so that makes sense. You know, that, they moved into like children. That makes a lot of sense. Well, mm-hmm. it, it definitely had. Um, it definitely had that sort of in Living Color kind of vibe. Like it was. Yeah. It was very much. Um, uh, I mean, for lack of, uh, I'm not the most articulate. It was very much had that urban influence to it. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. Were there any Wayne's involved? Wayne's or Wangs? Wangs as in penises? Wayne's. I mean, there, there was there was an Asian character. I don't know if they named him Wang. <laughs> I don't see I don't see any Wayans. The only I'm trying to, I'm I just have the Wikipedia pulled up, and you know, like they'll do the cast list, and so this is a show from '93. Three of them have. Wikipedia pages. Nice. Uh, Crystal Lewis, who's a Christian gospel vocalist now. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Cicci, who who was is a voice singer for Sailor Moon. Nice. That's interesting. Mm. And then uh, John Renee Crane, who's a writer and who went on to write for Mad TV for a lot of years. Okay. So that's interesting. Nice. Um, nice. Do you know? Do you remember uh, Lebedo? Do you remember Secret World of Alex Mack? I do. I do. Fun thing. Fun thing about that show is uh, the actress Larissa Olenek. Mm-hmm. I tell we the listeners know this, but uh, she was a part of our co-op for a little bit in Brooklyn. She lived kind of in our area. Yeah. So so like Stacy was working at the co-op one day and like was texting me. She's like, Alex Mack is here. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Alex Mack is here. And then so they like worked together for a whole day. Now she lives in a Cal or she's in California now because she's does like a play or a movie or something, but. Nice. Uh, she's still doing it. She's out there working her ass she's off. You know, I love it. Thing. I mean, nice. respect. Yeah. I've got a mohawk. You mean. know what? You know what? I did appreciate. Tell me, Reem. By the way, Reem, uh, you look fantastic. You sound great. Thanks for whatever you did. It oh, worked. Thank you. Not your fucking right, face, right. idiot. I'm talking about your video and audio quality. Speaking of audio quality, <laughs> you guys want to join in uh, with me on this uh, real quick? It's like. Nick, 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 the Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. <laughs> now, what I would do is, this is what I would do when I was a kid. You do the Nick part. Okay. 
Nick, 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 J. Lineman. Because that's my friend, Nick Lineman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Did you guys watch the Nickelodeon football game last week? I, uh, I saw the highlights. I did not. Yeah, same thing. I watched uh, Rich Eisen dis- discuss it, and it seemed fun as hell. Yeah. First F-bomb in Nickelodeon history. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, sure, on the field? <laughs> yeah, man. Don't you fucking come in this house, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's fun. In, be- uh, in between uh, all the slime shots, that was a nice little... Uh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was watching, I was watching the Nickelodeon football game, and then I heard somebody say, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, you can't do that on television. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh... And then, like, the announcer's like, what'd they say? And they go, figure it out. <laughs> no, oh, uh, that was a good yeah, one. Anthony. I love figure it out. Yes. Me too. Very good what show. The... Yeah, yeah. Figure it There's out. There's a new show. A couple There's a new one of those. To be fair. You know, everything is a fucking game show now, hosted by a celebrity. Figure it out. There's a new game show that's coming out. I saw a trailer, a commercial for last night that is figure it out, basically. It's not the same mm-hmm. people. It's not called that. But it's like a new Fox game show where it's the same idea. It's like people, it's like, what do you do? Or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a ripoff. I think it sucks. Isn't it? Summer Sanders. Yes. <sighs> Summer Sanders, who was famous just for being an Olympian. I mean uh, you can follow her on Instagram and guess what? Still a ba- still a babe. Still still, a babe. still smoking. Looking great as hell in her fifties or whatever the fuck. Yes, yeah, women's yeah, really good, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, were you a uh action figure kid? You have a good oh, uh good, good amount of toys growing up? I we did have some action figures. Um my collection was never as big as I, I ever wanted it to be. Oh. Obviously. You're yeah. Um, but it was it was Turtles and G.I. Joe all the way. Yeah. And, like Turtles G.I. Joe and then Ghostbusters. Oh sure, yeah. Oh lest, yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters rule. The fantastic line of uh Ghostbuster uh action figures inspired by They're the- very good. I listen. Who's your favorite non-turtle turtle? My favorite non-turtle turtle. I mean, Splinter. <laughs> Good answer. Good call. Good answer. Good call. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I loved uh, uh, the Ghostbusters toys, and I bought oh, yeah. when I started my my action figure collection earlier this year. Uh, one of the first things I ordered that I actually spent money on was a uh, an, uh, mm-hmm. Peter Venkman. Mm-hmm. That was like the. His arms go crazy yeah. because yeah. it was the one. It was my favorite when I got it as a kid, and I lost it sometime in the last fucking thirty years. So I ordered it off of eBay for like twenty bucks, and it kicks ass. Can I uh, make a confession real quick? Do it, Reem. Uh, I when I was like seven, I took uh, Egon from a Lost and Found. Oh, at school. Oh, yeah. You know, I uh, if as we if, so if we're con- if we're making confessions, I I may have once upon a time in preschool stolen a uh, Ninja Turtles themed pocket calculator that was oh. that I absolutely had yeah. to have from a person or from I, like a store. Uh, no, this was definitely from one of my classmates. It was, oh, wow. it was, yeah. it was oh, yeah. I mean, scandalous. First, first thing I ever history. stole mm-hmm. was a Simpsons. Uh, fucking uh, pinball game oh, at yeah. uh, a gas station. One of the pocket pinballs. And, yeah, and I man, I had a bout of conscience, mm-hmm. and later that week was able to sneak it back into the store. That's fun. That's impressive. So that's that's impressive. Yeah. my morale that's what, was yeah. not nearly as strong. I kept that's that like when I, which still beat it's a good thing I didn't get caught. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing I didn't get caught because that was a gas station that had Mortal Kombat. Ooh. Oh, you, know, you can't get you can't get evicted from that spot. Yeah, no, that's close. Uh, 
Since we're doing, uh, uh, you know, we're admitting to stuff. Uh, yeah. In 2014, <laughs> I was on the road, and in 2014, I was on the road, and I was driving late at night. I was really tired, and I hit three people, and I just kept going. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Allegedly, right? I mean, you or no? I mean, I <laughs> I knew what you did that summer. Wouldn't it be funny if somebody admits to that on a podcast? It's like all those fucking idiots at the Capitol who are like posting Taking their videos. Taking selfies and then. Like, I fucking ran this lip over. <laughs> they probably get off. Did you hear the um, uh, Texas realtor that tried to self-promote oh herself? Oh, boy. Uh, from it's the, so funny oh. that she's now Capitol like on her steps of her mansion being like, I want a pardon. Give me a pardon. <laughs> Give me a pardon, please. No, yeah. No, there was a Texas uh, realtor that uh, was very. She's begging a pardon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, mm. what a nightmare! What a fucking hellhole nightmare <laughs> so we live in. Of a world. I uh, I work at a dispensary now. Uh, oh, cool! Nice. Yeah, that I, makes sense. That that tracks. Yeah, that, that's on that's on brand. <laughs> How do they keep their stock? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this: uh, at least half my check definitely goes back into product purchase. Yeah. But we on that day of the Capitol siege, I was um, uh, my boss was very accommodating and allowed me to wear my Nazi Lives Don't Matter shirt to work all nice. Myself. It was, oh, that's uh, cool. it was a very accepting crowd, obviously. Yeah. Now, uh, do you work behind the counter at the dispensary? And does it go up to your chest at all? So, like, it just says yeah, Nazi, Nazi lives. lives. <laughs> uh, Mohawk is one of those things that go either way, buddy. Right? I mean, it is yeah. uh, the Mohawk in combination with a shirt that says Nazi in any form. It is very yeah. polarizing in either direction. Either. <laughs> well, that's like, I don't know. So, like, this doesn't pertain to your shirt. Your shirt. It has the statement. It makes sense. But there's a lot of people that wear those fake red hats that are like, uh, make Nazis dead again or whatever the fuck you want them to say. Mm. But yeah. every time I see a red hat with a, a slogan, yeah. I think MAGA. Yeah. It's like you, you got yeah. it. You, Ironic it, MAGA hats. You can't, uh, you know. It feels like the, it feels like the uh, clothing version of like, no, no, no. I'm going to say the N-word. So that we make it not a bad word, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it feels like that, and it's like, no, just get stop it, just don't do it at all. Yeah, right. You no, know? you really can't. And and I would say that the the layout of this shirt, being in the font and style of the Black Lives Matter logo, uh, kind of makes kind of makes the point very clear. Yeah. Quick shout out if anybody wants to go to tommorello.com and buy a Nazi Lives Don't Matter shirt. You're oh yeah. He's a good follow on everything. Oh, absolutely. Here we go. Do you think it was a... Uh, oh, yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> I'm just make, taking this to send, uh, Lebeda, or to send a Gideon Hamburger. Uh, do you think uh, Rage Against Machine seems... Do you think they feel like they missed a step when they made that line? Uh, some of those that are in forces are the same that burn crowds? Do you think they should have just done all of those? No. <laughs> forces are the same that burn crowds? Right. I mean... What bothers me, so, I mean, if we're going to get nostalgic, what bothers me is how articulate Rage Against the Machines albums were being yeah. 20 years ago now. I mean, the yeah. self-titled was 1992, and mm-hmm. Killing in the Name is uh, now, I mean, it's just, it's on national TV. Everyone was saying, you know, where were the cops at the Capitol riot? Well, they were yeah. they yeah. were the rioters, man. Like, Yeah, it's so... What do you mean, where so, were the cops? They were the ones... It's CG so Capitol. weird how they i agree with you 100 and last summer like when when we were out at, like the marches and all the time rage rage's machine was like my soundtrack i listened mm-hmm. to more rage's machine in july in june and july of 2020 than i probably did in 96 right. you know when i was obsessed right yeah and 
it's crazy to me that like it, like Sunday Night Football comes back from a break with killing in the name of hook playing or whatever. Right. And like those yeah. lyrics are so Dude. like bomb track. All those wor- lyrics just really play out everything that is still happening yeah. now. Right. Fucking Ice T has been screaming about this shit for thirty years. Yeah, I tweeted something about that once where I was like, uh, "Rage Against Machines trying been trying to tell us this stuff for thirty years, but we were yeah. all just like, LOL, what's a fistigon, you weirdo? Yeah, yeah, that is funny. No, they um. Well, and the song, uh, the song "Testify" uh, mm-hmm. is all about America's dependence on oil, and that was on Battle of Los Angeles from 1999. Yeah, and, and, and Morpher Gore, the son of a drug lord. You know, you know? And they, we started. I mean, that was before we started this infinite war in the Middle East. They released that in '99, and yeah. September they 11th they recorded that video. I think it's the video for "Testify" or "Guerrilla Radio" outside the DNC. And they got arrested for it. Um, yeah, that nuts. was the testify video. And they, yeah. they, they were Isn't it? before September 11th, um, which shut down the New York Stock Exchange. They were the first with the video yeah. from Sleep Now in the Fire and Michael Moore. Yeah, yeah. They literally shut that, down the New York Stock Exchange filming. You know, also, outside. Sleep Now in the Fire I, politically is a great song. Also, that song rips. Oh, it's a, it's like, a scorcher. Well, People don't. I, I feel like even Rangers Machine fans, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just thinking about this. But I feel like Battle of Los Angeles gets forgotten a lot because Evil Empire and the self-titled are so good. Yeah. But fucking Battle of Los Angeles rules. I think Battle of Los Angeles is probably their most cohesive work. Just from oh, yeah. just from a lyrical standpoint, uh, Zach's lyrics don't ever get too obscure. And yeah. instrumentally, musically, the band is just, on uh, fire. Tighter. You can see how ever. they. You can see how they seamlessly moved into Audio Slave, which I never really listened to Audio Slave. Right. But you can see how the band was like, we're just a rock band that's going to just do this now. Yeah. Well, and by the way, we can just, we know how to write rock hooks. Yeah. We're not just. They, I was given, it's ironic that I was given the Battle of Los Angeles, the CD, on my, let's see, came out in 99. So it was probably my birthday in 99. So I was like uh, 16, maybe, Mm -hmm. on my 16th birthday. Uh, I was given to it by by a friend of mine from high school, who she I from Facebook. I can tell she is now a huge Trumper. Oh, no. <laughs> missed so, the message on that one. Yeah, you? I was like, maybe she should have kept the CD. Uh, yeah, she, right. So yeah, that. Yeah, it is funny too because uh, the first album came out like Morello was like fucking thirty. Yeah, so it what? makes sense. It makes sense while he was doing Springsteen covers in a couple years. <laughs> what? Right. What else is weird is I. Uh, uh, Couple, I, really interesting stuff about Rage's Machine that I love, uh, and also we did talk about Rage a lot on an episode uh, on uh, actually on Ragov's episode. We spoke a lot. It's probably whatever a hundred and some episodes since we talked about it. One hundred fifty <laughs> episodes, but um, one thing that that's really cool on online you can see on YouTube. I don't remember what school they all met at, but uh, there's a video from them playing like it looks like you know like when you're in college and you'd walk outside. There's just a band playing for some reason. Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah. Like, no one's really around them, but they're playing Killing in the Name of, mm-hmm. and the yeah. music is perfect. Mm-hmm. This is, like, probably two years before they recorded it, and it's Zach Rat like, singing it for the first time, and he's got, like, his notebook, and yeah. it fucking gives you chills. It is so great to be like, oh, from the gate, these guys were fucking ready, oh, yeah. you know, they loaded were, for bear. They were one of, they were an example of young artists that knew exactly what, they wanted to do and like what their voice was going to be from, from, I mean, from the start. Yeah. And, and you, I mean, it's, you still don't see that very often. No, um, not um, really. In, no. In, in any sort of medium, you know, even beyond music, somebody so 
any artist so focused in, in their message um, and, and what they want to accomplish. I mean, Battle of Los Angeles for me, I think if, if you go back in time um, and to where I was at uh, during my development and when I was introduced to that album, I, I would argue that that was probably the single most influential album uh, oh, yeah. of my development. Just I otherwise, I think I very well could have wind up being one of those um, suburban uh, Reaganite Republican kids that didn't really know any better, you know, that don't really yeah, necessarily, yeah, yeah. necessarily see the, <laughs> see, see totally. beyond behind the curtain, you know, they were, I didn't have much to rage against yeah. Be, yeah. being, being a, a white kid in Altoona from the middle class. Um, so it was very eye opening, you know, that like there was another America, you know, like there's, yeah. there's this whole other world out there that obviously I know nothing about. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's some, some damn good heavy metal like written about it, 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 which I've also found interesting because they get classified as a heavy metal band. And, yeah. and there's well, they so get classified as new metal sometimes. Yeah. New metal. And I mean, really they were the first rap rock uh, yeah. act out there. They were the first ones to truly fuse rock yeah. riffs with hip-hop lyrics like well did you ever listen to living color yes I'm bit- we should go we should all go back and listen to living color more they're so fucking good living and- color oh, yeah. very much ahead of their time you know? as well um i a thing that i thought was really interesting i love like reading because now because of the internet you can read everything and learn everything and i i got into wu-tang like two years ago yeah. which is so funny to get into wu-tang when you're like in your 30s <laughs> I don't and everybody so. else is like There's yeah we know a, they're good you're never too late but- for wu my favorite song by Wu-Tang is Triumph, which is on the second album, mm-hmm. and I love it. And there's a line in it where they say, uh, allow us to escape, escape hell glow spinning bombs, pocket full of shells at the sky, golden arms. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, I bet that's like a pocket full of shells. I bet that's like a colloquialism thing. Yeah. And then you read on like, I found on some website that no, they're literally, they went on tour with Rage Against the Machine. Wu-Tang was on opening for Rage in like 92 and they heard rally around your family pocket full of shells. So that's like a callback. So Wu-Tang is calling back rage and it's like, that fucking is awesome. You know, do you know what rally around the family pocket full of shells is from? I uh, I don't know what the reference is. That is, it's an old world war two song. Uh, uh, Back in world war two, there were very much like the victory gardens and this very patriotic movement. There was a song yeah. that was released called Rally Around the Flag by Rye Cotter. Okay. And that's that's where Zach got the lyrics from. It was from, a, uh, yeah, uh, World War II, like, Patriot song. And it's very much, this, the, that original song is very much a, uh, a forget that you are, you know, killing human beings and, yeah. and grab your gun and, st- you know, rally around the flag with a pocket full of shells. That's the... That's like... Reem, that thing I sent you, the Toby Keith thing the other day, remember that? Mm-hmm. There we, there's a Twitter thing that went viral where, uh, from back in like the early 2000s, like when Iraq was starting and stuff, Willie Nelson had a birthday party and it was Willie Nelson and Chris Christopherson walking to each, like standing next to each other, and Toby Keith walked up and was like told Chris oh, Christopherson yeah. none of that lefty bullshit, and Chris Christopherson's like, hey motherfucker, have you ever killed somebody for your country? And he's like, what? And he's like, don't say what. You just don't know that you heard me. You just don't like your answer. Have you ever killed a man for your country and then cashed the check they gave you to do it? And it was, who doggy? Mm-hmm. I would never want to piss Chris Christopherson off in my life. Yeah, that's a bad move. <laughs> yeah, fucking awesome. Uh, Raiden, go ahead. You had a question? Oh, 
Uh, I always thought the original lyrics were uh, gather around the taco meat pocket full of shells. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I uh, do boy, like uh, a lot of uh, Tom Morello's shit after Night uh, Watchmen and stuff. Yeah, Night Watchmen yeah. and Prophets. Prophets of Rage is fucking you love fun it. shit. Yeah. Prophets of Rage. Yeah, yeah. I I had the good fortune to see Prophets of Rage at Red Rocks, and I mean, oh yeah, I maintained that that was almost better than a Rage Against the Machine show because you did get. I mean, they went on to do Cypress Hill songs and Public Enemy songs mm-hmm. yeah. as well. With, I mean, the most iconic uh, hip hop riff rocker Tom Morello behind him, like it was, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a good yeah, time. Yeah. It's also it's really definitely one of the better super groups. It's also really cool that Rage, the way they work, the whole history of Rage's Machine was that that like later Zach started popping up with Run the Jewels, and yes. like, what an ironic thing that like the great, you know, the the biggest hip hop act of the decade is, it, yeah. is, is it influenced the by Run the World, Rage. huh? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I heard that the jewels run the world. Oh yeah, not run the jewels. My grandma, uh, all this fun. My my grandma texted me the jewels didn't really die in the hologram. I don't know. I guess that's her autocorrect. <laughs> Even autocorrect uh, doesn't want to. That's one of my Des Moines jokes, boys. Um, the uh, so when Zach left Rage Against the Machine right after the yeah. the famous 2000 VMA incident. And Zach said, "This is too much. I'm out." Um, he, but didn't he, didn't Zach come back? And then they sang "Friends Forever." <laughs> Wait, you're thinking of the Zach attack from Saved oh, by the Bell? Sorry, my bad, my bad. <laughs> wrong band, wrong Zach. Go, go. The uh, Zach actually left um, L.A. and moved in to LP's apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah, and started recording his solo work. Um, which was rumored, it was rumored to be titled, the album was rumored to be titled Terrorist. And yeah. it was scheduled to be released in like October of 2001. Yeah. So that, oh, that one oh. got canned real fast. The, yeah. Toby a, Keith is my favorite solo artist. <laughs> Wait, what? Your favorite the, solo uh, cup artist. The uh, uh, famous Run the Jewels, the... Run them jewels fast. Yeah, run them, run them jewels fast. The that run, they were walking down the street in, uh, I think, in L.A. It was it was uh, uh, LP and uh, Killer Mike, and at a fucking like outdoor restaurant, Zach Dale Rocha was like sitting there having lunch. Holy shit! And LP knew him because of those story because yeah, they were living with yeah, him. They and, go long back, yeah. and Killer Mike was like, "Oh fuck, that's Zach Dale Rocha," and he's like, "Oh here, I'll introduce you." They talked, and then that afternoon, Zach went to the studio and recorded the run. That he wasn't. It wasn't even like they set it up with their people, right. and it was a long time coming. It was like literally like, oh hey, do you want to come do a line on our new album? And then that became this three, four album synergy, you know, partnership. Oh now. yeah, well, and very I, cool. I maintain that Zach De La Roca is arguably one of the most underrated MCs of the '90s. Oh yeah, he's great. I mean, his. Um, his lyrical ability uh, and and flow, I mean, unmatched. Uh, even back then, and uh, anything that we I think we've seen now, he's that. I mean, if you want to make a top five list of underrated MCs, he'd definitely be right up there. Yeah, I I just searched my Twitter for Ragin's Machine, and here's a real fun tweet from May 31st of 2020, which was if you know the day everything started blowing up after they killed <laughs> Floyd, yep. and it just is 
on the plus side, after 14 years together, I finally got my wife into Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> uh, I, now, I agree. It's been it's been my soundtrack as of lately. Too, yeah, you know. And I mm-hmm. to the point where now this I'm like I Reem, you we do, do this for the podcast. We think, make our yeah our all our playlists of everything that came out in 2020, and then I listen to that. I'm trying to get completely away from all 2020 music because I just can't keep putting. I don't want to be reminded. I know that we're. I know that we're still in it. I know that it's even worse now. Right. But I can't keep living in the summer 2020. How horrible all that was. Oh, dude, you just need to listen to more metal albums about like space and Vikings. Yeah. Affirmative. What I've been listening. I've been listening to uh, uh, a lot of 80s stuff again, like Hall uh, and Oates and fucking Dire Straits and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. We put on a collection of um, '80s classics at the uh, at the pot shop uh, a few days ago. So, yeah, are you a big fan of the uh, Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty? Yeah, uh-huh. that's fun. And you know, uh, I listen to a lot of uh, what's his fucking name, the saxophonist Paul Chuck Mangione. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm back. I'm back on the Mangione track. <laughs> I man, I've. Especially the last like last six months, man. I can't, I can't get enough of uh, Phil uh, Genesis era. Yeah, like just like perfect like f- hooky poppy shit. That's also fucking like Still masterfully like made. Yeah. yeah, like and not only that, but his drumming on like certain songs and just like the mood that he can yeah. fucking set oh. is like top notch. Is, is there a agree. nickname tonight? Nick- tonight. Tonight, Smashing just pumpkins? like no, no, uh, Genesis. Okay, <laughs> like the the fucking setup and everything is just fucking brilliant. Is man. there a nickname for Genesis? With you know what I mean? Like you know, there's Van Halen and Van Hagar. Right. Is there a nickname for Genesis? Once like, are there shitty Post. Genesis fans who are like Genesis with Collins, not Gabriel? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like the way black like minor threat fans are so fucking hardcore and shit. Yeah. Like, are mm-hmm. there people be like, oh wait a minute, you said you love Genesis, but I thought you were listening to the Phil uh, Phil Collins tracks. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I my favorite uh, front man was Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I, it's like I got people are always like, who was better, Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel? It's like Sonic. You we know? call this working out the tweet. Uh, That's what he's doing right now. Uh, did you, uh, what was the, do you remember the first concert you ever went to? Oh, you guys are going to love this. So here we go. If we, it's Scott, isn't it? No, no, it's, oh, no, no, okay. no, this is, so Anthony has very, uh, two very distinct, uh, uh periods of music, uh, in his life. So, yeah. As I mentioned, my, my father, uh, was in the radio business. Uh, sure. And he was on the business side of things. He wasn't like on air, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It wasn't cool. <laughs> Station director. Yeah, he was sales manager, man. Not even the, oh, that's he had cool. nothing to do with like programming at all. He was totally business on the other side. He went from sales manager to general manager. Um, but this was ninety two point five KJJY back. In the oh time, yeah, which was yep. the country station. Hell yeah, baby! So did you see the Judds? Yeah, no. Uh, ah. My very first concert, Sawyer Brown. <laughs> oh, I like that. Sawyer Brown's great. Yeah. Yes, Sawyer mm-hmm. Brown, and then uh, followed very closely after that by Brooks and Dunn. So, oh, also yeah. very good. I, I remember... like Sawyer Brown. I wish he would have wound up with Kate. Right. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> we, uh, I never had, um, we were too poor, which really sucked because I would have loved to have gone to concerts when I was a kid. Sawyer Brown hits that ruled. I pulled them up because I forgot. I couldn't pull them off the top of my head. Some girls do. Some girls do. Some, some boys girls. don't like girls like me. Oh, uh, but some do. girls. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a good then, one. And the race is on, and here comes pride in the back stretch. Heartache. Yes. And oh, yeah. Six Days on the Road, which is an old one that he just Six covered. Six Days on the Road. Yeah. On the road, and I'm going to make it home tonight. So, yeah, if, um, if you want to talk about my development, man, 90s country, like. Do you know? Do you know? Because uh, you were in Iowa, so maybe it didn't even affect you. But did you know that? So Nebraska Cornhuskers had a backup quarterback named Brooke Behringer, okay. who he yeah. took them to the national championship when Tommy Frazier got hurt. That Tommy Frazier played in the championship and won the game. But Brooke was Brooke declared for the NFL. Everybody was like, he's gonna be, he could be a starter in the NFL. And then he died in a plane crash. And Sawyer Brown wrote a song about him. Right. Uh, and it's, it's always. It's a really good song. It's like it, the song like name checks Tom Osborne or whatever. It's like coming up from Kansas to Nebraska. <laughs> Coach Osborne's going to let me play. It's that was the best thing but about 90s country. I, it was I, so over the top dramatic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still can't believe that Tommy Frazier didn't make it to the NFL, though. But uh, he did have a good career in radio. <laughs> I don't get it. That's a long way Can to make a joke. It's a long way oh, to make Frazier, a crazy joke. <laughs> oh, Niles' brother. Uh, yeah. That's funny, but also he had, you know, but he had a blood clotting issue, so of course he wouldn't make it. He'd die. Right. Tommy. He coached at Doan. Does that help? <laughs> uh, the uh, 90s country, then, I mean, what a pandemic. Joe, Joe Diffie died of COVID. Fucking uh, 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 John Prine's died of COVID. Yeah. Uh, somebody else just recently died of COVID. It's crazy. Right. Well, and see, I didn't it, listen to like the good country artists. They were definitely yeah. the country artists that were on the radio during the nineties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> nobody listened found, to the good country artists. I, it's true. Like I didn't find John Prine until way like before yeah. he died. Luckily, but not. <laughs> it wasn't until way after I fell in love with yeah. Garth So. It's crazy. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I do like I still Garth Brooks is so corny, but I still enjoy He's, him quite a bit. So uh, that was another one that I got to see. Uh, oh, and, what a dream. Uh, well, and back in the heyday, man, like, yeah. I mean, uh, not Garth Brooks. He's all flying. You want. Not Garth Brooks all you want. He sold more records than the Beatles. Like, yeah. I mean, lest you forget, he, he at one point had outsold the Beatles. So one thing, a weird thing with my sister is that uh my sister, oh, I love her. She's great. She's a fantastic lady. Uh, she got a divorce uh, uh, like a number of years ago. She's remarried now. He's great as well. You know, everybody's happy. Everything worked out. But my sister was a diehard country fan yeah. for her whole life. And then when she got a divorce, I think, I don't know. I, I haven't asked her about it. But I think it was just like, well, there's so much music tied with this relationship. So she just like flipped the switch. And mm. now she doesn't listen to any country music that I know I think of. Mm. But it's just so funny because like, Garth Brooks came to Omaha and I was like, did you go to the show? And she's like, oh no, I don't really, I don't really fuck with Garth anymore. And I was like, what? What's wrong with you? It's like Trisha Yearwood telling you, you don't really fuck with Garth no more. It's like, <laughs> that's your whole thing, lady. That, happened, very that happened to me in eighth grade. That's when it switched yeah. for me. I was all country before then. And then eighth grade is all we, country, all country, man. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. And then in eighth grade, uh, I, I moved to Florida. And that's yeah. when I got out of my my Altoona little you know bubble, and, yeah. and that's when I started getting into new metal. Uh, you know, it was yeah. a corn Limp Bizkit. 
that's that, that's the funny because flipped for me, and I never I never really looked back. Like I can listen to nineties country, but it's in a since you were place. since you were the oldest. Yes, that's interesting because I and again we're the same age, so we have very similar tracks. I got out of it in sixth grade, so two years before you, mm-hmm. but only because I had an older brother who uh, started. He he always liked rock. Yeah, my sister always liked country. My brother always liked rock. But when my brother went to the army, he started sending me back stuff. So that's when like I bought Dookie. I I uh, the day I there was a day, and I I know I've mentioned this before, but there was a day where I gave all my country CDs. I had like twenty or thirty. I gave them all to my sister. We went to the mall, and I started fresh with <laughs> Green Day Dookie, Pearl Jam No Code, Alanis Morissette, uh, and one other. And I then from then on, see. I was rock. So then two years later, my brother on the you know in the Army in Georgia or wherever the fuck, he heard about new Metal like six months. You know, it hits the coast before it hits the Midwest. Yep. So he was like, you got to listen to Fear Factory. You got to mm. listen to Cold Chamber. You got to get into, you know, Limp Bizkit. And so... I was like the forerunner of music in my hometown. I was making cassettes for everybody with that $3 bill y'all and Biscuit album. Mm. What year did Dookie drop? 94. I mean, for me, it was about 9 o'clock this morning. But Yeah, right? You're putting your fucking hair up. <laughs> As I'm working on this mohawk. <laughs> the other crazy thing about Dookie, also another great album, do- recorded it like in one take. I did not live, know that. Recorded live in one take, yeah. I did not know that. And you hear it when album. you listen to it. It feels like... It feels very uh, almost like musical-ish, where every song just plays perfectly into the next one. Yeah, um, yeah, they did it all in one Green Day. Mm, <laughs> yeah, a lot of Green Day. Uh, oh, did you see the Green Day Packers yesterday? <laughs> uh, how has that not been a thing? How have they never done a fun Green Day Packers joke? You know, I mean, uh, somewhere along the way, when they were the musical guests on SNL, nobody brought it up. Oh, well, yeah, would have been great. nobody in the writing room. I mean, how many times did that wind Dude, up? On the so, TV? like, what? Do you have the time to watch Favre throw a dime? Yeah, right. <laughs> to every receiver that's open. Something like that. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I am one of those cheese-eating fools. <laughs> Not enough before noon. Watch no. me yeah. drown it. Now, what if they you were? You know, Aaron about- Rodgers doesn't eat cheese. Ah, uh, that's a damn that shame. Yeah, he doesn't. Nuts. He's a veg. He doesn't do uh, dairy or veg or meat. Yeah. Um. What now? What he if he does uh, drugs? He absolutely no, does mushrooms. Oh yeah, totally. And he believes in Aaron aliens. Ro- yeah, Man, Aaron Rodgers. Dude, I've been I on this love affair. I've been on this love affair with Aaron Rodgers all year because he goes on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's and there's great. a great. But then this week he fucking went on and like he like went off about how much he loves Barstool and that guy that runs Barstool Sports who's like a fucking maniac who's like a. He's the one who says, like, if you guys want to unionize, fucking, you know, you can get the money out of him. You'll kill me first and stuff. He just fucking, he's a terrible guy. Oh, and yeah, then he, yeah. And then, he's like uh, that guy Rogers from Newsies. About, Rogers started talking about how much he likes uh, Elon Musk Ooh. and how he can't wait to meet Elon Musk. And I'm like, buddy, mm. what are you doing? You like Boney Bear and you're a fucking, you want people to have Medicare. What are you doing? I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting mix. You know, like once you get to that point where you have enough money, you're like, well, yeah, I want everybody to have everything, yeah. but I also yeah. don't yeah. really want everybody to. <laughs> it's that Elon weird... Musk is a space case. Isn't he? <laughs> I mean, I, I would think he would be, Green Day would think of him more of a basket case. Now, what would you, oh, now what would you guys think if maybe like, let's say that you were had to, like a fire what? prevention. Uh-huh. 
What if there was like a fire prevention version of Basket Case? What do you guys think of that? Like, do you have the time to listen to me rhyme about fire prevention? All I know about it. I am one of those fire prevention freaks, non-smoker to the bone, no doubt about it. Maybe in third grade, I wrote that, or fifth grade, I wrote that and got second place in a competition at school. Second place? That's mm. bullshit. Yeah. Number one, though, played they played like a flute or something. That's it was bullshit. like they did aqua lung, only it was about fire prevention or something. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> Jeff Rotal had a big following yeah. at your school. Yeah. I found it was great. I found a I found a, a tape at the mall that no. had a karaoke track of bad. Was this some? What was this? Whoa. Some kind of fire prevention convention? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, goddamn. Now, okay, so we talked. We asked you what your favorite first concert was. Do you know what the first film you saw in the theater was, Lebedo? Um, first one I distinctly remember seeing in theaters: Ghostbusters Two. Cool. Wow. Uh huh. Great. Wow. Great movie. Great movie, and I what I find interesting, I think, and unique amongst our generation, mm-hmm. um, Ghostbusters Two was kind of the introduction for a lot of us to those characters, because yeah. I mean it, yeah. it was eighty nine, yeah, uh, that that one came yeah. out. So I mean that was around the time that a lot of us really were like going to start to see the movies. So uh, there's, I, and I'm the only jackass in the room that usually argues the case that Ghostbusters Two. Is is perhaps just a little bit better than Ghostbusters one in terms of story, you yeah. Know, like there's, yeah. you know, like, and, and, and in terms of no creepy Ghostbusters, yeah. The scary, <laughs> the scariest part of Ghostbusters is fucking Vankman. Yeah, he's a Vankman's canceled. You know, Vankman would be canceled. <laughs> Can I just yeah. tell you guys an interesting thing? Now, I love. Ghost in closets. He's got skeletons. (laughs) I love weird shit. And then he goes like this. His arms go crazy like my toy. Uh, Okay, I love weird shit. I love when like weird things line up. Here's for instance, a quick for instance. Uh, I was writing a joke last week about Dale from King of the Hill and how his name was Rusty Shackelford. Yeah, his his fake name. uh, Yes, his alter ego. (laughs) And I googled it to find how to exactly spell Shackelford, and it linked me to an episode that I've never seen. Where the real Rusty Shackleford comes to Arlen yeah. and oh, tries yeah. to get Dale. Right? You hadn't seen that so, one? I hadn't seen that episode. Didn't know what happened. I just was like, oh, that's interesting. Then the other night, I'm randomly trying to fall asleep. So I just do this like basically roulette with uh, uh, King of the Hill episodes where I just scroll. Mm. And then I hit one. Press play. Five minutes into the episode, I realize it's that it's episode. It's the Rusty right? Shackleford episode. And I'm like, oh my god. What a weird coincidence, right? Okay, so... Now that you know that I like coincidences. Now, here's the thing. Lebedo, mm. when we first started this podcast, I was trying to figure out what the first movie I ever saw in the theater was, right? Okay. And we're the same age. Yep. So I was trying to figure it out. And I always knew it was either Batman or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Because okay. I remember seeing both of those in theaters. So mm-hmm. I Googled when did those movies come out because I figured the one that came out first would be the answer, right? Yeah. And I found out both of those movies came out on the same date, June 23rd, 1989. So... My family must have been like, well, Patrick's old enough to see movies now. We'll go see these movies, right? Okay. So you just mentioned Ghostbusters 2. Yes. So I'm like, where was Ghostbusters 2? In the- How did I not see that? Ghostbusters 2, release date, June 16th, oh, 1989. shut up. So if they would have picked one week earlier, 
<laughs> my fucking first movie would have been your first. Isn't that insane? That neighbor See? kid from I fucking no Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is a total badass, though. Oh, yeah, I kid kicks ass. Yeah, he is. Rusty? R- yeah. yeah. Russell. Rusty Shackle. <laughs> Uh, That's, also, I didn't know that that was. Those were both June of eighty nine. Isn't that crazy? Three of those. Those are crafted for the, the same two weeks. Yeah. Ghostbusters two, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and Batman. Man, yeah. pretty sure uh, Who Framed came out that same summer too. Ooh, let me look up Who Framed. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, you know who framed Roger uh, Rabbit? It was the uh, choreographer. <laughs> Buddy, who framed? Who framed one year before June twenty second, eighty eight? Eighty eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought wow. I thought Who Framed Roger would have been the director of photography. I wanna I wanna buy a cell. <laughs> I from swear that to God, so Reem made frame that joke it. on this show. <laughs> Did you hear that, Reem? What? Say that joke again, Lebedo. So I see. I thought Who Framed Roger Rabbit was primarily the director of photography. Yeah, there's uh, why well, I, I meant to say that. Yeah, Reem has one hundred percent said that. What a brotherhood we have here. Um, last week on the show, Lebedo, I talked about for some reason I don't remember how it came up. About the time we tried to make barbecue flavored uh, cream cheese for bagels. Yes. <laughs> remember that? I I distinctly remember that. I distinctly. Oh, what a fun time! Here's here's so from what I remember, uh, and, yeah. and maybe you can help me out with this, Patrick. From what I remember, yeah. I was uh, very high, which yeah. I mean is on brand. Uh, so no surprise yeah. that to me. Uh, barbecue sauce and cream cheese would be a great idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed right. Brandon, Brandon, I'm sure can relate. There are several combinations yeah. that perfectly make sense. Patrick, I don't know you to be much of a, a smoker or a pothead. No, or a not really. I, I, I like it. Not even a midnight toker. Yeah, right. I mean, so I can't imagine that you were stoned at that time. Not at all. How? I, I can't really. The math doesn't add up. Why you were Here's so what we on had. board for barbecue flavored cream cheese. Here was our situation. It was me, you, and Harris Alterman yes. sitting at a Starbucks mm-hmm. in uh, whatever that neighborhood is. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. By the big red fucking no. ball that's, up, that's mounted up in the air. Uh, by the Ford train. Anyways. You've known Harris for a while too, right? Who, me? Yeah. We both have. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. met him in uh, 2013. And then when I, moved oh, man. In, I, when I moved out to Denver in 2016, I ran into him. Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you've known him since he was an altar boy. Okay. Uh, I knew there was like a bit because I didn't know what you wouldn't give a fuck about Harris in this story. Um, <laughs> what it was was it was a young Harris. Harris was like 20 and like new to the New York and comedy. Yeah, he was brown. I was, was just so goddamn happy to have friends around <laughs> because I had been so alone for two months. That's <laughs> true. And... You were probably super high, and also, I was dirt poor those days. Mm. Like, no money. Yeah. So I literally was kind of like, well, I guess if we buy this and nobody likes it, I could take the uh, I could take the leftover stuff home, uh, okay. and ha- I'll have barbecue sauce and, and cream, cream cheese, cheese, and yeah. I don't have to mix it. And then it all I got to do is find stuff to put it on. <laughs> I mean, not really. You could just eat spoonfuls of cream cheese and barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. Sauce. I-, I do that late at night now. I eat spoonfuls of <laughs> peanut butter and say I'm having some yogurt. <laughs> That's that quarantine uh, diet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was a weird time when you the the period when you not not it was weird. It was and you can sick. imagine now living in New York now for as long as I have, yes. it's very weird to remember that you were here, mm-hmm. then Luke was here, yeah. then it was just Gideon and I for a while, and then at some point Reem got here. Right. 
But it's weird that it wasn't all, there was no overlap in any of that. You're absolutely right because you know? I remember, um, uh, I mean, not to get, not to lose too much of your audience with our own specific stories, but I remember very clearly Gideon and Katie visiting. Uh, oh yeah, and, when they decided to move here. Right, and they were like, and, he, and Gideon was like, hey, see you in a couple months. And then it was like a month later, I was moving back to Iowa. For yeah, and that was when you fell in love. Yeah, I found some, some broad. Uh, she's, it was fun. She's still in the house. I probably shouldn't. It's well, what (laughs) the uh, yeah, it's so it's so weird to me how it all works out, and then especially now, like, I mean, like, you, I, I, I tried last night, I was playing poker, like I said, with all those comics in California, and it was hard to they're like, Do you know this guy? Do you know this comic? They moved out there from San Francisco two years ago. I'm like, No, I don't know any of those fucking people. It's fucking because when. When comedy was happening, there was 20,000 people, and now comedy hasn't happened for a year. Like I said last week, I did more sets in October 2018 than I did in 2020 total, Oof, you know? The entirety of So the it's year. like, it's so weird. And people are like, they were like, who do you know from San Francisco? And my brain, I couldn't even remember people's names. And then like after we're playing for an hour, I'm like, Zach Champolani? I know Zach Champolani. And then they're like, oh yeah, he's a good friend of mine. I don't know how to say his last name, of course. He's been on the podcast. And then one of the guys I'm playing poker with is like, oh, fuck, he's my roommate. And he's like, Zach, I'm playing with Patrick. It's, it was like insane. But I just forgot world. all this shit. So, like, I've been thinking about this. I was going to mention, well, who cares? We got, we're almost done on the podcast anyway today. But uh, I wanted to kick around with you guys. I think I want to put together a Zoom Des Moines open mic. Oh but God. you can only join if you were there, like when we were there. <laughs> like, you know, like sorry, that Michael was... Good, you're not allowed. <laughs> I think yeah. it'd be a fun way gotta... to see just goof off. I'd mm-hmm. be down for something like that. Find out who cancels themselves immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's amazing how many uh, of those people from then are still doing it because it's fucking coming up on 10 years yeah since me and you started yeah reem 10 years next month yeah i started 10 yeah. years in april mm-hmm. and I, I, that would have been right around the same time time frame for me too i think well i can't remember yeah i never active. remember your date because you were good you were funny like reem wasn't funny yet but you <coughs> were funny and ashley was kind of funny and so but you guys had only been doing it like a month or two longer than us right but it was like so at that time it was very it was hard to gauge who was where you know Oh, he! Um, you were a crusher, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> to me, like starting—that's what's just so crazy. It's like you—it was like, oh, I'm hanging out with Anthony. This is cool. Yeah. And then I was always like, the, God, God damn it, I gotta hang out with a Reem again. Yeah. <laughs> I wish one of those other people would come talk to me. You know? I keep talking about—I keep dropping Baker. No, wait, where, where did Wes work? Oh, he worked at the grocery store. Dolls. I kept dropping dolls references, hoping Wes would come talk to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a wild that's, time. A lot of good, a lot of fun that's stuff. Flattering. I, uh, I, I guess yeah. I never thought of myself as. Well, it's because I, uh, my first introduction, I had like one of the best introductions to Des Moines comedy I could have had because mm. the first open mic I attended was that uh, Funny Bone fucking thing at uh, People's. People's. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I signed up for an open mic, my first time ever doing comedy, and it's in Des Moines, and there were like a hundred plus people in the crowd. Right, you know? crazy. And everybody was doing their A material and crushing. Right. So I was like, "Holy shit, these people are so good!" You know. 
I bet if you take every show I did in Des Moines over two and a half years, you wouldn't get a hundred audience members. Yeah. No. Oh that, shit. That night was important. You, Why? Because I mean, the the local club was was notoriously unsupportive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, the, I still remember you doing the. Uh, Opening for Steve Byrne. Yeah. Oh, that weekend and, is like part of it. Like that's yeah. part of the the story of all of us, you know. Well, I, you yeah, know, I agree. And, and he, the club like fucking fucked you over is crazy. They well, Look, they, yeah. They, I mean, I under, I understand. I kind of understood yeah. where they were coming from, and in so much as they were there to turn a profit. Um, yeah. yeah. And bringing absolutely. amateurs, bringing amateurs into the fold. I mean, you know, as a business owner. Um, you kind of take well, that yeah, risk, okay. but I believe that if their fucking non-amateurs wasn't fucking right Amateur, roundhouse or whatever fucking, the fuck, yeah, you if know, non-amateurs like, weren't amateurs guy. But <laughs> that night, I mean, was it, the fact that she was out and scouting local talent. Like, I mean, like you said, I mean, you can't imagine a more serendipitous environment to be introduced to such a local, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. How could you not like show up that night and just be like on board? Just be like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it really was. I know. I, I think that you guys had a similar feeling um, back at that time as well. That there really was um, very much a feeling of like that there was something to it. Like that, mm-hmm. that there were there were talented people, um, mm-hmm. and that there were enough of us that we could. You know, it didn't really matter that the local club, you know, we weren't going to get give a professional stage time, you know, so yeah. to speak, and get like a formal audience. There were there was it's enough, so there was enough of a pool, you know, that, that yeah. we could build our own thing. So it was. It's so fucking crazy that Dan uh, got house uh, House of Bricks and underground comedy from fucking Jim Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey. Yeah. Oh my like, god, what a nightmare! Like that the little too. footnote of yeah. like this huge thing that Dan built. Yeah, like, well, that's uh, like there's a comic who, and he's god. not a bad. I don't mean this as he's a bad guy. He's a great guy. Nick, uh, or uh, is it Nick Didonato? Something like that. He randomly did one of Joel's contests in Des Moines. Yeah, this guy. He's an LA comic. Well, he ran this show in LA. And then I guess gave it away, and then that show became In Bar, which became like the biggest LA. It became what like Comedy Bang Bang and all those things came out of, and it was all started by just being hosted by some guy who like started a room, you know, like Meltdown in LA yeah. was just some other people ran a show there, and they didn't want to run it no more. So then so you know they passed it off to somebody who made it a success. That's all the I'm one sure. thing that we would have done, and I think about this stuff way all the time, especially now that there is nothing else, <laughs> is something that Des Moines. If we would have just had an old guard, we would have been so much better. Mm. But unfortunately, oh, yeah. Willie, like guys like Willie and John Bush, were they were great to us, but they were too, uh, never not on their own, not their fault, but they were too far removed yeah. from yeah. our scene yes. to be like mentors or giving us advice on a regular basis. Yeah. And then the people who kind of were more like a Danny T or even like Doug Stone, the people who kind of were working at the clubs and in that element. Yeah. We're too fucking scared and jaded and earlier in their career to do anything useful for us. Exactly. So, like, that's how there was always so much, like, weird little squabbles and infighting is it was because Dan, with four three years' experience, <laughs> trying to hold on tight to this thing that he's bled for to create, yeah. and then me and John, with a year of experience, trying to hold on to this thing that we created, but also trying to work together all the time. And, and it sucks that nowadays, I don't know for sure, but I assume that like 
when a new con because you know when we go back to Des Moines now there's like more everybody's more friends yeah. when new comics start they're not looked at as like uh, uh, enemies or rivals yeah. as quick right, you know right. and there's more shows and yeah, and that's all because now, that guard got older. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, now they definitely years. have an old guard. Those Yeah, yeah um, fucking Alex. He's, he's so fucking 55 old. fucking years old. <laughs> <laughs> they got gray hairs over there. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's fucking are... baking stuff for people. You Alex, know? Alex, I don't know if you guys know this. Alex's daughter is older than me and Lebedo. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> she turned 37 last month. Uh, Goddamn. Well, I'd say that's a good spot to stop. Uh. I, I don't know exactly how long we went because we had that we long, long break. I'm sure it's long, but we did have like a long stretch of nothing. Um, well, plus, I mean, come on. It's a fucking Lebedo episode. I know. It's a great one. And by the way, Lebedo, we got a friend of the show. He's a, if there was a, if there ever was a term for a true and effer, uh, Ed Souter is one of them. This is a recommendation. We've been wanting to have you on, of course. Aww. We're wrapping up guests. We're not going to do guests no more mm. um, in like 10 episodes. And so because of that... All you're one of those people that's like, well, we could get Lebedo on anytime. You know what I mean? Aww. Like, in a in a, in a loving way no, because you're part I, yeah, of the I feel family. The love. I feel and the love. so he suggested that. So we were like, of course. I'm sorry we had to do it so early, but uh, Don't so uh, give a shout out to him, of course. Um, tell the listeners, do you have anything you want to plug that maybe that dispensary or do you want to plug <laughs> your Instagram or Twitter or anything? I, I so I do. I appreciate that. Um, I. I got out of. Uh, I don't do stand up as much on a regular basis. Um, uh, don't worry, nobody does. <laughs> well, the I, only I people mean, that do now are like fucking uh, super spreader pieces of shit. <laughs> the well, and I, I, even so much as to like, I, I don't necessarily sit down and uh, try and write stand up material, so to speak. Um, yeah. I think my my energies. Have, that's funny. Reem never did that. Well, but that's. I mean. Reed's kind of a gift. I write on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Reed's kind of an anomaly, though. I mean, there's, yeah, sure. there's everybody, and then there's Brandon Reed. So. <laughs> He's a numb alley when he gets all fucked up and still supports the I don't know, LGBTQ. <laughs> no, the, um, uh, so I, I don't write stand-up as much, um, uh, but I do, I do find my energies focusing more um, uh, into... Um, Sort of a, a similar venue, I guess. So I guess uh, um, I do. I would like to plug my Instagram page. Um, sure. So I mean, hit me up. Uh, there's not much on there right now, um, but I am. Uh, I do have in the works uh, plans for a cooking series. Nice. Um, that I do nice. plan on being uh, as entertaining as possible, I, but trying to be uh, informative as well. So um, definitely was, sort uh, of cooking techniques for your average everyday chef. So I mean. If you have just a simple electric electric range uh, and oven, um, there's no reason that you can't eat healthy uh, and eat gourmet as well, kind of uh, yeah. idea. So yeah, still in the works, um, but uh, that's where that's where I'll be outletting it and uh, posting it when it's cooking show. You're really showing your range with that one. Oh, uh, but yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, so I've got a. I've I got like a when you can tell when Reem stopped listening. <laughs> uh, and the, and that Instagram is just your name, Anthony Labedo. Yep. Uh, at Anthony Labedo. Uh, you look great, buddy. I know you, Absolutely. you, 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 you guys do a lot of the, you guys worked out and you guys got yourselves in a better shapes and stuff. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, we love you. You're fan. I thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, uh, absolutely, guys. You're one of the brothers. Truly, and I mean, when you guys hit me up to ask me about this, uh, I was truly humbled. I, I yeah. was uh, humbled and honored. So, I mean, it's been it's been quite a journey. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, I love you guys. Like, yeah, we love you. <laughs> you know, you guys. Have, yeah. Uh, it's been fantastic. Definitely some of the best uh, some of the best years of my life spent with you guys. Yeah. What a journey absolutely. we were all on. 
And of course, you know, we all die this year oh. when the mm-hmm. you know been we all on, fucking get this horrible virus. I uh, have been on plenty of journeys with uh, Anthony. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys put that shit in your brain. <laughs> uh, now, Lebedo, shut up and just sit there for a while. We're gonna wrap up the show. Uh, Reem, where can the listeners find you? Uh, you can find me posting all over the internet on uh, Stand Up Des Moines comedy. <laughs> Boy, what a uh, kid with a dream, huh? I'm going to go see if that Facebook profile. I'm going to see if that Facebook profile is still active. And uh, I believe Reem's Memes, the Tumblr page, is still going strong. Oh, yeah. Reem's Memes. Uh, you can find me at Reemcore. Uh, I do yeah. have to say, though, man, uh, this year, yeah. it's, a, it's a good thing you're bringing it up, but uh, my cooking game has like leveled up considerably. Shut like, uh, up. All we you do... Know, you know when you play The Sims and you don't have a job? <laughs> yeah. And then you can just acquire skills. <laughs> yep, that's fantastic. Now, uh, our uh, Reemcore. Reemcore. Yeah, they know it. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. Uh, you can find me at Patrick Casey. That's PatrickCasey.com. Uh, also, please check out Reem's Memes. That's R-E-A-M-S-M-E-M-E-S dot Tumblr.com. Uh, listeners, I just tweeted it out from our Twitter, so go look at that. Uh Follow the Nostalgic Front on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, get on the Patreon if you can. Give us a dollar. Give us two dollars. We just got another dollar. Fantastic. I I under I know that it sounds bad. I know that it sounds corny to be like, give us a dollar. But you give us a dollar, that means you're giving us $12 a year, and that $12 helps us buy a cord, helps us buy a cable, helps us buy something we need. Yeah. Um, so uh, do that. Tell your friends. Be cool. I don't know if you guys can hear my dog. He's coughing. He drank some water too fast. Reem, you've been there. Uh, also, tell if your you friends. want... Uh Hmm? Send us five bucks or so. Uh, we're, we're, you can do an ad. Oh, yeah. You can do an ad. Or for anything. If you want to suggest a topic for a fun size, like uh, this week's uh, fast food one, which was a real hit, uh, just get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar. You can send it to us. Give us a dollar a year or give us a dollar a month. You can uh, request one. Also, give us $25,000, somebody. Um, hey, give us uh, $1,400. Yeah. I'll call you the president. Oh, God. Oh uh, no, uh, we want $2,000. Sure, we're going to give you $600, and we'll give you $1,400. We're dead. I want to smash my brain with a... You know those things from Men in Black? The things that they, like, hold up, and they push the button, and it makes mm-hmm. you forget? I want one of those that I can either threefold. One, use on my parents. Beep. Oh, they're good again. Two, use on myself. Oop, I don't give a shit. Or three, smash it into my brain so I stop you having thoughts. Did you hear that uh, Biden, uh, on his first day, is going to sign a resolution where everybody in the country gets a free hard candy <laughs> well I got a hard candy right here that's staring at me for as soon as this episode ends uh, don't you wish her last name Kamala Harris was pronounced her ass so all those posters would be Biden her ass <laughs> okay uh, tell your friends be cool never this. die and as always remember if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. so, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here, here. Oh shit, that didn't record. <laughs> was, was I supposed to hit record? <laughs>